Welcome to the Menfulness Podcast. This is Critical Powers. Yeah, welcome to my mind. Let's take a journey inside, look at my life. Doctor said I'd need help, so I tried. Starting on my trip to lean, you'll be alright. But I'm awake all night. My eyes wide open with bloodshot whites. I'm losing the track of time. I'm feeling fidgety and itchy, so I have to write. I'm trying hard, but my mind's a mess. I don't know if it's helping. Check the side effects. I feel flutters in my body, light flies on my chest. I'm thinking, what the fuck? I'm already in line for my death. I'm feeling like I took class years. Now I'm in a rap race, dry mouth, bad taste. What the hell they're gonna put me on next? I can't cope with the pressure that's going on in my head. My mind's not right. Never felt like this in my life. Can't see straight. Wait, what did he say? I'm losing it. I think I'm losing it. I need to get a grip. Come on, nigga, don't let this slip. Critical powers, welcome. Thank you, man. How are you doing? I'm good, man. It's taking everything I've got not to go. Critical powers in the building! <laughs> thanks for being here, man. No, thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it. You it's, feeling good uh, today? I'm good, yeah. I'm really good. I'm, I'm in a good position now, so... Good. It's been a minute since I've been interviewed, so... Um, oh, yeah? Yeah, so I'm looking forward to this one, man. Oh, that's awesome, Thank man. you for, for bringing me down. Mate, no, thank you so much, genuinely, for giving us your time. Uh, I've been a fan for a long time, thank and uh, in particular... Just how you managed to kind of be honest and vulnerable about what's actually going on with your life. You know, your rapping is not just for the sake of great rhymes, which it is. It's also kind of a message. Um, and so that kind of struck me right from the start. Uh, but before we get into all that, um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Your name, age, where you're from? Yeah, so my name's Liam, or Critical Powers. I'm a hip-hop and grime artist from York. Um, I'm 31 now, man. Does that mean I'm old? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely no, not. Sweet. You're talking to a 37-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've made music for 16 years now. Um, I started when I was 15. Lived in York most of my life until the age of 13 when I moved to Wolverhampton. Um, I went to live with my mum due to circumstances at the time. And uh, yeah, found music when I was 15. And I've just sort of never stopped since, really. And and what? how was that? How did you get into it back then? So... I got into it because um, back then, grime was just starting to come out, become very popular. This is like 2003, 2004. Um, And while I was in Wolverhampton, that's actually when I lost my father when I was 15 years old. So I remember being on the playground at school after that had happened and friends of mine were like rapping. Um, And I was just inspired by that, you know? I was like, how do you do that? And this one one of my friends at the time, he, he said, come round to my house and we'll record something. I was like, I can't, I can't do that. You know, and he's like, no, come round. So I did it. I wrote this 16 bar verse. He was 15 as well, was he? he yeah, no we was way. in the same year at school, yeah. <laughs> and um, I wrote this 16 bar verse and back then, man, it was like, do you know you have to put the phones together to send the track? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's like infrared dots on the phone. <laughs> yeah. It went around the whole school, this song, and everyone started to like say the lyrics what i'd said on this track Whoa. and up until that point i'd never really had like any like 
respect, really. It wasn't that people disliked me yeah. in secondary school, in high school. Um, particularly when, so, when I went to Wolverhampton, because there, people were so nice and accepting of who I was. Um, they all just sort of embraced me, really. But it was never like a respect thing. It was just like, oh, Liam's all right, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But that totally changed the game, because then people started to respect me and I kind of got a bit of a hunger for that. Then. Yeah. Um, but very quickly I found that it was a way of expressing myself. Yeah. Um, because I was so shy and traumatized from what had happened as a child that I, you know, I just couldn't talk to people about it. Yeah. So this was a really special moment for me because I just lost my dad and I thought this is the perfect way of me communicating wow, and messages. And yeah. back then it was MSN and MySpace. Oh my yeah, so we'd send like beats through uh, MSN. There wasn't like YouTube popping off like it is. No. You know, it was literally you had MySpace where you could upload four songs, I think. Right. Um, so you had a MySpace account with your yeah. raps that you were recording yeah, with yeah. you and your mates. So you were still collaborating online. Yeah. But before there was the proper networks to pr really Mate, do this it. was before SoundCloud. Yeah. SoundCloud didn't exist. I think my SoundCloud, op I opened that account in like 2009. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, crazy. Yeah, and crazy. so, I mean, at such a young age for you to go through something like that, man, I'm so sorry. Um, did you move to Wolverhampton because of that situation or what What was the move? So what, what actually happened was, obviously, growing up as a child, father's an alcoholic, and I want to make this clear before I start this, actually, because I don't think I've made it clear enough in the past. Like, my childhood wasn't all horrendous. Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah. Um, and my dad wasn't a bad person. Yeah. It was just he was consumed by his own pain yeah. and wasn't able to deal with it. And we're talking about a time when there wasn't the same support as there is now. No. There wasn't mindfulness. No. There wasn't support groups. There yeah. was AA probably. Yeah. And that was about it. So I, f I can't help but feel like if my dad would have been born 30 years later, yeah. he'd still be alive. The conversation's that, more normalised now. People can yeah. reach out earlier, can't they? Yeah, um, but but we didn't talk about things back then. No. You weren't allowed to. Yeah. Just totally contradictory to what I promote now and what you guys promote. Yeah, That's yeah. why I resonate with what you do so much. Um, but we can get into that. Yeah, but like, yeah. what had happened was growing up in that environment, it was like witnessing things that you shouldn't as a child. Yeah. So self-harm, um, you know, just anger and all sorts of stuff, you know, yeah. arguments, pain and um, drink driving. You know, I'd be, I'd be in the car with him, literally drink driving. And I remember he looked at me one day and he said, if he rolled the window down of the car, no electric windows back then, mate. Do you know what I mean? It was <laughs> yeah. old school. And he'd wind the window down and throw the empty bottle out the window into the fields as we drove past. Literally just down the road from from where we are yeah, as well. Right. So it was weird. Yeah. Weird. It's like memory Coming lane back, today, yeah, man. Yeah, of course, man. Um, and he'd look at me and say, don't ever tell your mum. So, like, that's the kind of yeah. thing. You were keeping sort of secrets about stuff that it was really traumatising for you. Yeah, and but but the weird thing is, is, like, it wasn't traumatising then. Right. It didn't... You didn't because, register No, that. because that was just you didn't the know reality. Yeah, man, fuck. And I didn't really start to see the problems until I started to go to friends' houses. Yeah. Because I was like this is weird. Yeah, yeah. Like, why is this family so weird? And I started to think, well, is it them who are weird? Or is it me oh. that's weird? So um, I remember thinking that as a kid. Yeah. But the reason I moved was because um, my mum was moving to Wolverhampton. She'd found a new partner and right. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and my dad just wasn't 
capable of looking after me. Yeah. So. so he was in York, your mum moved to Wolverhampton, you went yeah. with and changed schools, and, and that's quite a pivotal time in your life as well, isn't it, at 15 years old? Yeah, so I moved when I was 13. Right. Um, I did two years at Jura. Yeah. And then, yeah, 13, moved to Wolverhampton, started brand new high school, yeah. brand new friends. Yeah. Didn't know anybody. Um which is a challenge in itself. Absolutely. But actually, I met some of the best people I've ever yeah. met in Wolverhampton. And found a passion that's yeah. lasted your entire life since. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so can you remember what that first rap that you did with this guy was about there? Have you got any <laughs> idea what it was? I can't remember exactly. Um, was it a personal, you know, did, were you, were you, did you start off by rapping about stuff that meant something to you? Or was it playing with lyrics? Or how it, did you... It was really like, because we got told to write eight bars. Right, we all there was three of us. Yeah. It was me, the mate I told you about, and, yeah. and another friend who was actually still my best friend right oh, now. Amazing. Actually, he's the only person I really keep in touch with. Big yeah. up Phil. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. And uh, we got told to write these eight bars, and it was over like a grind beat. Um, and I just ended up carry on writing. I was right. like, oh, I didn't even know how to write a bar. Yeah, I didn't know how to write lyrics. I just wrote it. Yeah. You know, um, I didn't really overthink it. And it was garbage, mate. It was, <laughs> It's embarrassing, you know, yeah. but it sort of gave me that that yeah. fuel, and actually, it was like I think I'm onto something here. Yeah, you know. Were you listening to rap and stuff at that time? Then that was your yeah. yeah. So I was listening. I've always listened to all sorts of music, but then it was like grime was just starting to become really big in the underground. So it was Skepta, yeah, Jamie, yeah, um, yeah. Kano, Getz, Wiley, um, big on lyrical content like nowadays yeah. it's not quite as big on the kind of concepts and the nah. wordplay as it is not, as it was then yeah so we had like wretch free 2 was out then as well yeah. and he was like known as the content guy yeah. so we had like flow guys yeah and content i guys. see yeah yeah and gets was like a the flow guy right. so he was really aggressive and yeah, if you yeah. listen to any of his music you should go check it out yeah you'll see where that sort of venom comes in like he's just got like pure rage in, yeah, his, in yeah. his voice. Whereas Wretch was like more relaxed and it was all about concepts and yeah, yeah. ideas more, a bit more like the Tupac side of stuff. Really. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they, those were my inspirations. And then I started to sort of link up with people in wolves who were like uh, doing it as well. And I looked up to them. So yeah. I started to sort of try get in the studio with them. And so there was a bit of a scene there and there was opportunities yeah. for you to kind of try and grow this a bit. Definitely, um, yeah. So it started in, in Wolverhampton then. It didn't start in York at all. I had no interest in writing music yeah. in York. Right. None at all. Right. I've always loved listening to music. Yeah. But nothing, nothing like... Right. I remember my brother said to me years ago when I was a kid, he was like, if you listen to every song, it's got a story behind it. Yeah. And I started to like... So I was listening to like Michael Jackson and yeah. my dad always played Johnny Cash. Um so like it's all those kinds of things like yeah. they are stories you know and johnny cash bears his soul absolutely throughout his music doesn't he yeah um, but the the reason i do this the, to me the the genre is not important right it just happens to be what i fell into at that moment in time in life you i know? see yeah, if yeah. i was like if it was like 60 years ago i'd probably be making johnny cash songs do you know what yes. I mean? I, it's just like that, i see that's the vehicle yeah that was available to me at the time yeah and i felt like i got all right at it so. yeah man well absolutely and then so then what next what brought you back to york and when did that happen so i came back to york after i finished high school did absolutely terrible in my gcse's because obviously my dad died when i was 15 yeah. 
I'm going into my last year of school. I was totally disengaged, man. You Absolutely, weren't getting yeah. no GCSEs out of me. I think I passed one. Yeah. And that was like IT, I think. Yeah. Um, the rest of them were, I think I got like five or six, I sat five or six more and didn't pass any of them. Um, I didn't pass English or maths. Um, so later in life, I had to go and get those. <clears throat> went back you know, to I went to college, did, yeah. Did you, yeah? And I got those grades. Fair play, man. Um, that's awesome. Just to prove I could do it, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I came back to York after I finished high school. Um, went to live with my sister. And then shortly after that, I, I did that to pursue music. Yeah. So I ended up going to the Jam Factory. Oh, yeah. For two years, um, music technology, because I wanted to know how to record myself um, more professionally. I wanted it to sound professional. Um, so I just studied it, OCD type. You know, I was yeah. just like, I do it now. I'm yeah. just hyper-focused. I, yeah, I, I obsess about audio so much and... I sit there for hours just trying to make a kick sound right, you know, like <laughs> <Yeah>. twisting <laughs> buttons and that. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I just obsess with it, you know. It's the same with words. Like, how many times can I rhyme with this many syllables, and what, how, how much, how many rhymes can I milk out of this one word, you know? Right, so it's it's a proper, yeah. um, like rigorous process. Yeah, yeah. That's exciting though, man. And so, and where do you do that then? You mentioned that there's a. Uh, an undisclosed location somewhere. Yeah, what, man. T- tell me about where you do all this. So I've now got a recording studio. Um, but before that, I was recording out of bedrooms. Was you? Yeah. Literally. I think I went in an actual studio once. Right. And that was on a project that I did. Yeah, Not yeah. even for my own gain. You yeah. know what I mean? Because I was... In 2004 and five. people didn't want to give you information. Right. It was all sort of quite secretive or, okay. you know, you know, you'd maybe get a beat off one producer. It wasn't like you go on YouTube and just find beats. Yeah. You had to be lucky enough to know someone to get in. Was it because with... it was protect people protective over yeah, their own it was... success? Like, yeah. if you succeed, I won't sort of thing. I, I think it's a bit of that and a bit of just like, it wasn't that popular. Right, I see. Like everybody now is a rapper. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like a clout thing. You know, yeah, everyone's yeah. everyone's in the music industry and it's all yeah. like really cool and it's fashionable. <laughs> I was doing it when like no one was doing it, mate. Like <laughs> yeah. honestly, I came back to York and there was two other people rapping. That was it. Right. So like, and now everybody's doing it, yeah. you know, and that's great for the scene. Of course. But like, but what the point I'm making is like, there just wasn't access to anything. No. It was sort of like, you was looked at like, what's this rapping stuff about, man? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a bit yeah. like, you're just a rapper. Yeah. A bit like you're just a youth worker, you know? But you must have had quite a lot of determination if that was kind of what you were met with when you came back here. No real yeah. scene, not really anyone to collaborate with. Yeah. Still in the early days as far as like the internet and, um, you know, sharing music and online collaboration. Definitely. How did you, you know, what, what, for, what kept you going at that point? Just like, the storytelling element yeah. of it, it was like a therapy for me. Right. You know, because I didn't, I still wasn't confident enough to address issues with like a professional or anything like that. I see, yeah. So I kind of dealt with it that way. That's it was story. your own therapy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you talk about wearing masks in some of your songs and because um, you couldn't, you know, it's the only way you could sort of hide the pain that you were going through. And I wondered whether or not Critical Powers was like a like an alter ego or like because when I first met you it was um, with uh, in meeting with Inspired Youth yeah shout out Kev Curran big up Kev yeah man and uh, and yeah you were sat 
just in the room and we were talking to Kev and he was like, this is Liam. And then it's like, oh, and Liam's a rapper, by the way. And I was like, eh, all right. <laughs> well, he's, he's, and he was so calm and chilled and easy to yeah. talk to. And then it, so it was like, got home, listened to what you were, the, what you were rapping. It was like, felt like two totally different people. Yeah. Um, and so I just, yeah, I wondered whether, how is it a conduit for your experiences is it a way to vent is it a processing mechanism how would you describe it's all of those things yeah it's like the most confident version of myself i could possibly be right yeah but i don't walk around as critical (laughs) you know because it's i can't yeah you know it's like this is who i am yeah who i am right now like but there's another side yeah and um it is like an alter ego it's a bit like the slim shady thing yeah yeah it's it's like what am I physically capable of? You know, and that pure anger and aggression comes from a place of just pure pain and yeah. um, torment and like just just wanting to highlight issues, really. Yeah. Well, the the album that that was out at that time, the one that you that, that I thought had just come out, but it sounds like it was maybe a couple of years before, was the Liberation album. Um, yeah. And you know, from track one, it's like you, you don't hold back. You, you can tell that this is going to be you and your experience and it's not going to be an easy listen but um it's it just connected with me straight away and i think a lot of people will hear it and even if they haven't been through this not not many people will have been through the same amount um you can kind of connect with that little boy who was bullied or that little boy who struggled with bereavement before they knew how to process you know there's everybody has had something go on that they struggle to process and so then you hear someone venting it and it feels like oh it's not just me you know it's there's something real powerful about being that vulnerable and honest the path to liberation is a battlefield i'm on fire when i'm spinning like a catherine wheel L's up in the air now if you feel down A distorted path that calls you back every time you ordered that You just want to be free Bottle the beef, them shacks will get you in the sea I'm under the impression that living life is a lesson Just to see how much you can physically take before you crumble Living with depression and aggression Trying to find an equal balance between happiness and loneliness Cause happiness has never been eternal Lost so many people like I even have a circle of friends But it depends on who can prove their loyalty I don't want apologies, I don't want you to follow me Can you understand the feeling of losing someone that you love Knowing that you'll never see their face again I'm feeling cheated and used for everything that I've done Kindness for weakness, I've been falling to pieces I don't have time for all that he says, she says Cause negativity breeds stress and I don't need this I was almost dead on a hospital bed So don't ever tell me I don't know about stress Feeling guilty cause I didn't want to leave my own son I knew I made a huge mistake, I told myself to hold on The worry that I put into my sister and mum I feel ashamed for all the bad things that I have done And I'm sorry if I hurt you in the process My body's young but I've got an old head, an old mind Growing up fast, I grew up at a price Daddy was an alcoholic, mum did the best she could I really couldn't wish for a better mum This is just a fraction of my pain on the track But I'm working through it, I don't ever want to look back My son needs me, I'm not a part-time dad No one can ever change that I'll believe it so I'll say that So I've got more of a reason to make it I have to be strong just to make all these changes Went from nothing to being played on a radio station Welcome to my journey Liberation. 
it's not easy. Life's not meant to be easy, I don't think. I feel like it's just a big test. Big test, test. That's how I look at it. It's, it's like a game. It's a test. You know, how much can this person deal with? Deal with, deal with. I want to leave a stamp on the earth where people say, oh, remember Critical, remember Critical Powers, remember Liam, you know, he was, he made this music and, you know, and I want Jake to be proud of his dad. I don't want to be the guy that my dad was. Liberation was um, basically a culmination of my whole life up to that point. Yeah. That was the first proper project that I put out. And um, it was, it's hard for me to listen to now. Yeah. Because it takes me back to a space I don't want to live in every day. Right. You know, so I'm, I'm happy to talk to you about this now because yeah. I'm, in a, I'm in a place where I can do that. Yeah. But actually listening to it myself, it's like, you know, I get people trolling me talking about, you know, he's going to end up like his dad and Man. he needs to look after his kids. And it's like, mate. I'd, I've already dealt with that. Yeah. You think I don't know that? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know man. what I mean? I don't like to give light to those kinds of people. And I know exactly who them people Is are. Is this comments well, on me. social media? Yeah, yeah. Stuff, I know man. exactly who these people are because technology is a beautiful thing, man. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. But like... You know, it's Why like, can't people just scroll on? Do you mm, know what I mean? Why do they have I, to? Do you know what? I have to have empathy towards them, whoever's doing that. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to put it out here, but they obviously have problems going on in their own lives. I see what you mean. They've got their they, own they stuff. Need, they, like for me, yeah, as a man, I can't focus on what another man's doing. Yeah. Unless it's to help them. Yeah. Unless I'm trying to support somebody. That's, yeah. that's totally different. Yeah. But when it's designed to cause damage to somebody... I ain't got time for that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, You're too like, busy doing, doing yeah. what you need to like, do. It's like, you know, so like, it's 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 funny and it's sad yeah. because I have to have empathy towards them and I hope they find a better way. Yeah, yeah. Over 10 years, that's a long stretch. Mats up on my flesh, rip skin like I'm on reps. Boss level, I'm the last man standing off. Switch up like a hammer on. Savage now like Aragorn. And I'm a paladin. This a paradigm shift, but I'm managing. Peak, now it's embarrassing. All I see is red, bring the cameras in I waited my whole life, hype you can't approach Mine devotion is the cold type I'm the type to bring the whole vibe You're the guy that sit online, you the troll type Who are you to criticise? Criticising critical, it's best you go for dinner time You a small fry, vampiric in my size with a killer bite wait. don't tell me to wait any longer, I cannot wait and you're kind of trying to putting yourself out there you have nowadays you have to put yourself out there yeah. on social media but equally in doing that and being so honest and vulnerable it's giving ammunition to people like that to use is. against you and it's, it's it, cruel isn't it it's a necessary evil unfortunately yeah, yeah. um social media definitely yeah. because i hate it's just, it's like money i hate it yeah i hate talking about it i hate having to have it yeah i hate the whole concept of it it's garbage to me. It's, yeah. it's just a man-made, created thing. Yeah, it's that we're designed. Told we have to have. Well, and then, and once you opt out, you put yourself at a disadvantage. Exactly. So it's like, what am I going to do? Am I going to, am I going to just delete it all? And then, especially as a musician, like, how are you going to, you know? It's impossible to yeah. do that because it's the same as what what you do. Like, we've got things to promote. Yeah. And I think it's about a shift in how you actually utilize it. Yeah. So for me, it's not about putting all of my personal life out there. No. Like I've done that in my music. So yeah, I have yeah. to be, ex I have to be prepared and accept the fact 
that people may take shots at me. Yeah. Because I've put myself out there. Yeah. And I signed up for that. Okay. But it's about being careful about what you put out there. Yeah. I don't need to put everything about my family and my life out there anymore. I don't feel like I need to do that. So no. like it's really to to benefit other people, to to help myself, um, and just experience like you know yeah. the creativity of it all like yeah i mean there's a lot of good stuff on there but i do think you've really got to be careful what about the algorithm because it's easy to go down rabbit holes and it's easy I w you wonder what the feed is like of those trolls don't you like oh, if you're man. saying that stuff and you're 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 going on stuff just to say meanful mean hurtful things yeah the chances are you're going to be fed more and more negative stuff. You know, it's a it's a rabbit hole, isn't it? So, I mean, I took the start of the pandemic. I just, I came off because I was like, I'm never going to have a, a, another opportunity like this where no one has any expectations of me. Mm. And when I went back to it, it was like, actually, I've, you have a better relationship with it. Sometimes it's nice to just step right back um, yeah. and take time away to re, to, you know, reevaluate what your relationship is with it and why you're using it. Yeah. Um, so you, you now use it largely because I mean I've seen your feeds are if they're not music then they're like have a blessed day like you know keep going it's positive messages yeah. constantly because I don't want to contribute to that yeah BS you're offsetting all the trolls by yeah. putting out as much positivity as you can and don't get me wrong it's not like loads and loads of people doing it no. do you know what I mean it's like a lot of the stuff I get is 95% of what I get yeah. on social media is all positive. That's good. You know, but it's yeah. like, it's like I said at the beginning about, you know, my whole childhood wasn't bad. Yeah. We're going to highlight the negative things, when, unfortunately, because as, as a human being, I think they make, they have more of an impact and exactly, they hurt yeah. us. So like, for me, it's like, I, I, it's got to be there. Yeah. But, I don't like it there. Yeah. But I have to sort of play by the rules almost. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I can't remember when the when Liberation came out. I can't remember if you had social media then. You, you certainly. I think Spotify was was a thing. Was it? Yeah. Did it come out on Spotify? Did it? Yeah. So official. Uh, in, initially, it was officially released just as hard copies. Right. So I I got I think there was five hundred pressed um as CDs with like all the artwork and everything. And that was your first proper yeah. cd first proper cd yeah because i wanted something i could physically hold in yeah, my hand yeah and it was such an important project that i was like you know i'm just going to invest in this and, that's awesome um so that's what i did and then i think it was like a couple of years later i put it out on like spotify and yeah. all the rest of it um so 2015 ish then so yeah how, so how old were you then sorry you um what 27 years ago is it yeah, so like 26, wow. 25, something like that. That's an achievement, man, yeah. to have an, an album like that that's kind of feels like... And it, it and it charted at number 63 in the iTunes charts <laughs> as well. Actually, yeah. no yeah. way. It did when I dropped it, yeah. That's amazing. So how did you how did you do that without being on social media all the time and having Literally it? just the people supporting it. Yeah. You know, like if, if, if every single person who knew me bought every single thing that I dropped... I never have to work a day in my life again. Honestly. Honestly. So you don't actually need millions of people. No. They say you need a thousand. A thousand, a thousand true fans. fans. Wow. Because if you've got a thousand true fans, you can then, everything you drop, every show you do, yeah. any t-shirt you put out, yeah. you can earn a, a, a really living. nice living from that wow. and never have to work ever again. And that's not silly numbers, is it? It's not silly numbers. No, I think I know more than a thousand yeah. people. But yeah. but the, the problem is, is that you've got, 
it's it's a niche thing. Yeah. So the genre is like, right, so I know loads of people. Yeah. But then you've got to take out the people who are just not interested in that music. Yeah. Then you've got to take out the people who find it difficult to listen to. Then yeah. You, so you're narrowing it down all the time. And it's like, you're probably left with a really small percentage of Well, it does feel left. like your genres you've got something for everybody yeah. you know like at the moment especially like it seems like you know there's 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 obviously hip-hop and rap and sort of modern sounding drill types of that stuff but then yeah. you've got like there's like drum and bass and there's yeah there's acoustic covers and you know there's something for is that is that just what mood you're in or what you're interested in at the time or are you trying to find a new sound or what is that it's a bit of a double-edged sword to be honest yeah because like People almost don't know what they're going to get. And I think as an artist, that's not great. Right. Because you have to know what to expect, really. Yeah. Um, but for me, just as a creative person, I don't like being put into one box. Really. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I, my whole approach to it is like, what am I physically capable of? What can I actually do? Right. And it's also unlocking new audiences. Yeah. Um. So I do it to test it. I don't care if it doesn't do well. No. But I can say I did it. There's a song on Liberation called Breathe. Yeah. And that's a really sad, dark song. Yeah. But it's over a beat that's like a pop trance yeah, yeah. type beat. Electro, yeah, it's... And that, And the whole reason that I did that was because I was trying to prove a point that actually you can write about something honest and real, but put it over a beat that at that time mm. could have been on radio. Yeah. Breathe for me, we can breathe one time. No father figure around in my life. How should I know how to be a dad when mine was only around for a short time? I put pain down no matter what the beat is. I hope from the heaven you'll see this. Know what my dream is, I'm here for a reason. I'm out here screaming for somebody to help me. I feel I helped you more than you did for me. Body shut down like muscular dystrophy. It's no mystery. It's the bottle that took you away from me. It's been changing me. I miss you so much, I feel empty. I'll see you one day when it's the end of me. I didn't think I would forgive you. I said maybe one day eventually. But as time has passed, the weight's got too heavy on my back. When I look back to the times in the past, I'm sorry for the letters that I didn't write back. I'm hurting, hard to word it. I think about it when I'm writing my verses. I just wish that we spent more time. Dad, please, one more time. Breathe. You know, so for me, it's just about testing things and experimenting. And, you know, I like, I, I've never really listened to that much drum and bass. And I thought it'd be nice to see what it would come out like. Yeah. So I did it and I put it out. And, and it works. Yeah, and it works. I think that's the other thing. As long as it all feels like you still, it's not like you've, yeah. you, 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 it's a different artist. Yeah. Um, but it is really interesting to kind of go through the playlist and be like, oh, that's not what I was expecting, <laughs> you know. And that's yeah. cool. Um, is that, is that a recent thing then? Or have you always kind of tried to... Because you, pr you produce quite a bit of your own stuff, don't you? Yeah, I make beats as well. I'm a producer, um, audio engineer, mix and masterer. Yeah, <laughs> write the theme tune. Artwork, distribution. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do it all, yeah. man. Yeah, I mean, um, I just I just love music. Yeah. Like I said, the, the genre is totally irrelevant to me. Yeah. It's about the message, really. Yeah. And then there's some tracks, like, more recently... Doesn't necessarily have to be about anything deep. Yeah, I'm just having fun with it. Yeah, no cap. I've, one of my favourites. I just yeah. I think to, to run to as well. Yeah, um, it gets sets me off on a run real nice. Yeah, uh, it's a right, good tempo. It's got good energy. Um, yeah, but it feels like you know, it feels more 
don't say more cheerful. There's still some anger in there. There's yeah. still some rage in there. Yeah. But it's um, you, you know, you don't. It's not like all your songs are bearing your soul. No, um, that's right. It's that that to me, like No Cap and Dexter's Lab and All Hands on Deck. Like yeah. that's keeping my skills sharp. I was going to really. say, it sounds like you're playing with it a bit. Yeah, then. it's just about having fun. Them ones, and yeah. I think. You know, all hands on deck is gonna do crazy. I, I yeah, that's coming out imminently then. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be out by the time this is out, I believe. Sweet. Um, so make sure you go stream that Spotify. Um, yeah, man, it's, it, man, it's 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 <laughs> wicked, mate. It's really really good, and it's really Thank nice. You. Like I say, it's nice to kind of been on that journey a little bit. Um, you know, to kind of listen to Liberation at sort of the time that it was coming out and be like, oh man. Because I presume you were still in it at that point. This is seven years ago. Seriously. It's not that long ago. No, it's not. But like, that was so hard to yeah. put out. And do you know the song Envy? Yeah. That's like the the one with the most plays on Spotify, right? right? I've never said this actually, right? But that song nearly it never came out because the music that I used, I didn't produce that beat. Right. So I was sat on that song for quite a while. And... um when it came to like, because you have to purchase a license basically to use somebody else's to use track, somebody else's right. music. So when I went to to buy that license, the beat had sold. So you, you couldn't it, buy it. It'd been exclusively sold. Oh no! So I was like, I can't believe this. Like I just shot a music video in Greece for it as well, <laughs> and like this was a big learning <laughs> oh, lesson, no, man. You yeah. know. So like we shot the video. It was ready to come out, and I was like, I can't put the song out. So I, I got in touch with a producer and I said, look, man, like, I need this beat. Yeah. Like, I need it now. Um, And he's from another country. I don't know him personally. Right. Do you know what I mean? I was just like, I'm just going to try and reach yeah. out. And he reached out to me and uh, <clears throat> he he actually ended up sorting it out for me. So, just working out so that you could also license yeah. it as well as this exclusive license elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, a bit sketch that like, but still. <laughs> yeah, it's on there. Well, that would have, that would have, had you already sent the, the album to, print as well yeah, to produce it, actually... it, it all been done oh no and i was like i was wrapping up the loose ends you know yeah, so i was yeah. just like right i've got the track list yeah. in i've got the order i've got everything done God. i had like shows booked for it i had the, the, yeah. the hard copies on the way and yeah i, I like and yeah. it must have been so much you put so much of you into it it must have been an exhausting process to actually yeah just do, do it and then also then you've got people asking you about it and talking about it. It's like everybody gets a, a full-on look at what you're going through. Yeah. Um. You know how how was that? Did you know it would connect with people like it did? Um. And and do you get people coming up to you going, "Me too"? And and how much of that does that take out of you? Yeah, it's happened a lot. Um. People message me all the time saying, you know, I've been through this and this song helped, or, um, you know, I've met hundreds of people at like conferences and. You know, we did like um, public speaking at like uh, social work uh, universities and all this stuff. And I sold a lot of copies there as well. Yeah. And they were just all like, it's amazing what you're doing. Like, yeah. you know, and so you're going into uh, arena, places where you weren't expecting it to connect. Yeah. Pe audiences that weren't there necessarily for a music show. They were there for discussions. On, yeah. 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 Because they're working with vulnerable young yeah. people. Just like I do. Of course, yeah. So, like, for them, it's interesting to get that perspective because maybe some of them haven't been through anything like that. Yeah. They're driven by different different reasons. Yeah. So, like, for them, it was interesting to get my perspective on, actually, these are the things you could be looking out for. Yeah. If a young person's struggling, they may present with this yeah. type of issue or behaviour. Yeah. You know, so, like, 
for them, it's gold dust, really. Of like, course, yeah. You know, it's about understanding what them signs are. Um, and like I say, coming from a time when it was like you didn't talk openly about your feelings and what was going on and all the rest of it. Yeah. That's no criticism to my mum. No. That's just the time just we the were time, living in. Of course. Um, it was all very hush hush, you know. Yeah. Stiff upper lip, it's, it's natural, isn't it? Yeah. But, but so like, how did you, how did that happen to you then? If it wasn't. You know, because we get some people come on and say, I just didn't know how to talk about it. And then they suppress it. And then that that shows up later in life. And you get some people who say, well, actually, I was always kind of given that space to be able to do that. And then there's the healthy relationship with the traumatic experiences because they've processed them. But you didn't have that permission. And yet still you managed to figure out a way to do it. Yeah. Just the right music, the right time. It was hard. Yeah. I remember being a kid and starting to question things. So, like, is that normal? You know, yeah. why is that happening? Yeah. Um, but always knowing that you couldn't talk about it. So as I got older, I started to think for myself yeah. and started to question things. And then using the music, it was almost like I had to go against everything I'd ever been taught, really. Yeah. I felt like I was going against be quiet. Yeah. Because when my dad died, nobody wanted to talk about it in the family because it was so traumatic. And at the time, I need. I felt like I needed them to talk about it. Yeah. But as I got older, I realized that I was expecting people to come to my way of dealing with it. And that's unfair. I can't expect them to do that because they're not in that same place. And it's a bit controversial because it's like your family. Yeah. You know, it wasn't that nobody was there for me. No. It was that we all deal with things in different ways. And actually that's not a criticism to them. That's just the way that they managed they it. They didn't know how to show up. No, they didn't They didn't know how to communicate it no. because they weren't in that space to do it. Yeah. Whereas I've always been like, I need to talk about this. Yeah. So I just sort of took it upon myself to do it through music and that was it. That's um, it's, it's such a young age though. That's, yeah. that's mad. I think I'm only just about at 37 years old able to look at what I'm actually going through, what I've been through and say it out loud. Mm. Before it's coping mechanisms, it's, you know... I'd probably drink a little bit too much if I'm going out because I know that that'll mean that I can be the person everyone expects me to be. Yeah. That sort of thing. Now, I recognise that my relationship with alcohol needs constant focus because that is not a good reason to have a drink. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But it can take a lifetime to get to that. Um, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, man, because I went through a period of time where I was drinking way too much. Yeah. Gigging all the time. It was just there, yeah. readily available. And I think the problem is we know this now. But, like, masking a problem doesn't remove it. No. So it's like, you know, the demons don't go away just just because you, don't you close your eyes. Yeah. You know, they're yeah. still there. And actually, it's it's like an illusion. Yeah. It's a false sense of reality. It's garbage. It yeah. doesn't exist. Yeah. It's just your mind. The mind's a powerful thing, man. And your mind is saying to you, do this. It's going to make it better. Let's just keep things as... Uh, normal as they can be because actually yeah. looking at what's really going on is so uncomfortable yeah and and it i guess as well you, if you're you're out there gigging you're out there on a night you're out there trying to go on stage trying to have you know a good time with the people that are around you mm. whilst also dealing with this stuff exactly course a drink's going to be the right thing to do just went hand in hand yeah man. it takes a very very high level of psychological and mental fortitude i would say yeah to be able to say no yeah. to your own mind yeah. that's telling you to do things that you know is not right. Yeah. That's a powerful thing, man. It's awareness, isn't it? It is. But it's this it's 
it's so easy to go through life without any awareness because it's absolutely usually more comfortable. What changed my life was actually training in therapeutic counselling. Right. That that changed my life because not only did I see what my problems were, but I also was able to identify people around me as well that weren't necessarily good for me. Yeah. So like that's not like you know, that's like I'm talking about like previous relationships and things of that nature. You know, that's like it's quite a daunting thing because it's almost like a film's lifted off your eyes and you start to see it's like the matrix almost. Yeah. It's like, wow, I didn't realise this is what was going on. And that can affect you in a whole different way. What you suddenly realising what's yeah. going on. Yeah. It's like you've it's like everything you thought reality was, it's not like that. Yeah. So you question everything that's happened and you're like, well, so I've just spent 10 years of my life thinking that th people and things are this certain way and it's yeah. not. Yeah. And that messes you up. That's like waking up tomorrow on a different planet and you being told that this world was not what it what you thought yeah. it was. It just doesn't make sense. It's like a psychological mind game that's trauma in itself yeah and then i suppose as well it means well i'm gonna have to make some big changes which equally is uncomfortable nobody wants to change things nobody wants exactly. to push people away that you thought were important to you exactly or give up alcohol if it's a crutch to you and stuff like that it's yeah and also so there's that that side of it yeah. with people around you yeah but then like you say it's also looking at yourself yeah. and being like realistically i have to look at myself in the mirror and go it's almost like I made like a mental list of every single person that I'd spoken badly to or yeah. everybody that I felt I'd done wrong in some form or fashion and reach out to all of those people and try to repair all that damage, no matter how in insignificant it may have been. That's Be like the, one of the 12 steps yeah. uh, the, the, to recovery from addiction. Yeah. Is, is that kind of make a list of who you might have wronged. Right. And... Um, and make an effort to put it right, you know, right. for, not just for your, you know, not for your own benefit, but yeah. because it's the right thing to do, you know. Absolutely. I'm, I'm a guy like based on morals, right? Yeah. And I think if it's morally, morally right, just do it. Yeah. So that's what I spent a lot of time doing. And then when you do that, it's, it's almost like an olive branch. Yeah. yeah. And they can choose to accept that or not. Yeah. That's totally up to that other person yeah, to yeah. receive or not. And I think, I can't be offended if that's not received. Yeah. But I can sleep on a night knowing that I did the right thing and tried to be, to do what was morally right. And yeah. that's how I try and live my life. How long did that process take then? You know, did, did was that something that's taken years to do? Yeah. Or was that something that you went, no, oh, I need to do this now in order to move on to the next part of my <laughs> life? It's been ongoing. Yeah. You know, for like maybe eight years. Right. It's sort of, because obviously it's not like you have this realisation and it's like, oh, I'm going to make everything better. It's yeah. like, we've got a, a quite realistic, you yeah. know, and I think sometimes it might come across a bit. I'm very aware of how I come across. I'm, I'm trying to be very, very aware of what I say yeah. and I'm careful with what I say yeah. because I've, I've kind of made that mistake in the past with some music. Yeah. Like I've probably been too honest. Right. You know, there are moments where I think I probably have been too honest Do you think about that myself. That there is such a thing then as too honest. I think... Or you've shared too much, you mean? Or... From my perspective, yeah. yeah. Maybe not for some people, but for me, I think <clears throat> I could have got the points across in certain situations without going into that much detail. I, su <clears throat> I suppose most people are... Uh, having conversations and maybe they say it wrong, but 
that's that conversation's in the past. Whereas if you're saying it on a tune, it's there forever. Yeah. Like recently, I'm like, oh, you've got a band camp and there's loads of stuff on there that I haven't <laughs> heard. And you're like, yeah, well, this is a long time ago and I, I don't really listen to it anymore. Whereas I'm like, this is this feels brand new to me. So yeah. It's, yeah, I suppose you have to interact with some of the stuff you've said forever, uh, yeah. even if you might not agree with it anymore, which is quite strange. It is a strange thing because, you know, I can't be apologetic for yeah. it. Yeah. It you was know, right at the time. It was right at the time, and it yeah. served a purpose at the time. Yeah, but yeah, man, just uh, just got to keep going. I yeah. suppose. Well, on that, you did. You, uh, you know, I hope you don't mind me saying again, quoting some of your older lyrics back to you. But you, you talk in one of your songs about not wanting to be alive, uh, and I can't. You know, I, I cannot imagine how tough that must be to go through and then admit to others you know it's it's hugely stigmatized is the idea of suicide um and it, but in the same breath in the same song you're you're telling other people to hold on and keep going and and you, it's a message of hope at the same time as having no hope yourself um which is again you know it's it's incredible to hear um but i just wonder how how much that weighs and how you reconcile that and and whether you're in a better place now yeah, it's tough, man. There's no doubt about it. You know, I've definitely felt like that. Yeah. Um, I attempted suicide twice. So I don't take it lightly. Yeah. At all. Um, you know, and I think that you, you can't rely on, you know, when people say like they hope, don't think hope is, is enough. Yeah. Because it's not it's like motivation. It's not consistent enough yeah. for me to live my life by hope yeah. or motivation. It's discipline. Okay. It's actually having the tools in place to be able to manage certain situations. And I just didn't have them. Yeah. I, I was never taught them. I was never I never accessed support to the level where I was given the information. I didn't know who to turn to. I felt like everybody was against me. I had no money. I couldn't I couldn't even hardly get out of bed on a morning. You know. And then you you're doing all you're putting out music in, in a time like that and yeah. you've got things from the past you haven't dealt with and the anger and frustration as a male not having a male role model yeah. to grow up with and, and ask for advice, how to how to repair a puncture on your push bike. Yeah. Or you know what I mean? Like things like that, like it's really hard that yeah. because you have to sort of teach yourself these things. There's, there was no one really to, to get advice from other than my brother, but my brother moved, moved out of the area. So it wasn't like, I, you know, it's tough that man. You felt like you were on your own. Yeah. Especially when I left home Yeah, because I left home as soon as I could. But, and I, and there was no other reason for that other than pursuing music. Right. Um, because my mum and my stepdad just—they've always been fantastic. Yeah, you know they've always supported me. I've never not felt like they never supported me or never loved me or anything like that. It yeah. was just like as a man, there's some there's that bond that you have with your father. Yeah, like your mum, you get that unconditional love side of it. Yeah? Absolutely, that yeah. everybody feels and yeah. is just always there by nature. Like should be there. Yeah. Just it's just built into us. But actually, the father's role is a totally different role. Yeah. Um, I don't think that either 
either one can do the opposite. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think I do, they both yeah. do parts of yeah similar agree, things. Yeah. But there's something about that connection between a, 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 a lad and his dad yeah. that is really important. And if that's taken away or not functioning effectively, I believe that as a uh, it damages your growth, yeah. your, 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 your mental yeah. development. So I was not, I didn't have the tools to cope with those moments. So that's why I I, I chose drinking and I chose all the things that I did and... Coping strategies for you. Yeah, because I had nothing else. All I had was music. All I've ever known is music. So when people say I'm a rapper, it's like, and they sort of say it in like a, you know, like a funny tone and like making a mockery of it. Actually, it's not just about rap. This is like embedded in me. This is like who I am. Sound is depressing. I'm respected, but I'm manic depressive. So what the fuck you expecting? Strike hard and bind like electric storms. Affected me when I stepped to the car. I was next to the door. I was fighting a legal war. I ain't never seen it before. I don't wanna go too deep. Too many nights I lose sleep. Too many nights I lose I said, sleep. Look at my life. Cause all I see is trauma. I don't wanna talk about it when I call I you. Said, look at my life. All I see is pain every other That's why I'm excited for people to hear your music because. It, you know, I think it will connect with our listeners because it's you and it's real and it's honest. And there is rap out there that is just showy and fake for the sake of it. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying I don't like some of that. You know, if it's oh, no. lyrically adept, it's got its place. Me too. Don't get yeah, me wrong. Absolutely. Like, there's, there's a moment for yeah. that. But actually, it's like... That's not what you're no. offering at all. You're no. offering a, a, a glimpse into your, your life and the way you've processed some of the stuff you've been through in a in a bid to process it yourself, but also for other people to connect to it. Like, yeah. Um, so you lost your dad at a time. You, you were, not only were you dealing with the lack of that male role model, but also you were presumably still angry about it. And the you relive these traumas every day. You know, I, 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 I can't imagine what a bereavement like that does. And you were, you were there, you, you know, you talk about it in your songs, how, how, um, angry you are at it you know um there's no there's no pain like that no i'm gonna i'll tell you the the story right i'll make it as brief as i can but i was i was in wolverhampton my dad was in hospital i'm 15 years old right he's at york hospital i'd come back to york to visit over school holidays and stuff i was here for two weeks yeah and um I used to get the National Express coach because it was cheaper, right? So I'd literally got to York Station. I was coming back home. I got on the National Express coach, sat outside York Station, and uh, there was an old woman at the front of the bus, and she she collapsed. So the, the 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 coach was delayed by an hour, right? Anyway, all this rigmarole was going on. I got a phone a uh, phone call as the the wheels started to turn on the coach. And it was my mum. And she said, Liam, there's nothing more I can do for your dad. So 
you're gonna ha- you can get off the coach if you want because I was due to be back at school. Yeah. She said you you can get off the coach, go to the hospital. I was like, right. So I put the phone down. I said I ran to the front of the coach. I said I need to get off the coach. And the driver said, you've had an hour to decide whether you wanted to get off the coach or not. I said I need to get off the coach right now. So he pulled up down Blossom Street outside KFC. He was all stressed out and that, you know what I mean? I got this massive hurl door with all my stuff in for two weeks worth of clothes. I literally ran to York Hospital, right, from Blossom Street. And then um, I got to the hospital and there's like a few family members there and stuff. And um, the, he was on life support at this point and they basically said he won't last any longer than an hour after taking these machines off, but there's, there's nothing more we can do. Yeah. It's the machines keeping him alive. So I'm like... It can't be real, this. No. Like, this cannot be actually happening to me right now. So anyway, they took all the machines off one by one and they just left his heart monitor, right? And the, it's like a film, man. This is the God's honest truth. Like, the beep was going down and down and down and getting slower and slower and slower over the duration of 20 minutes. Yeah. And until it got to zero and it just totally, it, like a beep, like just a constant beep. So seeing that as a 15 year old, that people don't know pain until they've gone through that, man. You can't get that image out of your head. You know. Father, forgive me. Forgive me for my sins. Father, forgive me. Heal these broken, tired wings. Will you be the light that guides me? I'm all alone Will you be the beacon The hope that I am seeking Tired bones and weary soul Trying to find a place called home like a lost ship at sea In the hands of your mercy In the warmth of day Or in a cold of night Gazing under starlight Dreaming of the things that I should have did Could have been But I never did Forever dwelling in the past Forever nothing everlasting Sanity was going mad And I can't go back I can't go back I can't go back I can never go back Never go back Moving forward, a pocket full of broken dreams Stretching out these broken, tired wings Got my sight set on the finer things That are free and that never matter to me Now I see what's important to me Love, life and a family Now I see the importance of me Empowered as you walk with me As a shadow by my side, I have nowhere to hide Hand in hand as we walk free Everything you taught me, everything you warned me, everything you've shown me. Father, forgive me. So, like, me going back to school after that, and people were taking a piss talking about, oh, Liam's had more time off school and da 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 Do you know what I mean? It's just like, you, you know. You don't know what the hell you're talking exactly. about. Exactly. So, like, <laughs> that's how serious it is. Fuck. I'll never get rid of that out of my head. No. 
And it's important to say that because I think people can just look at it and go, oh, you know, we all lose people. Actually, at that moment in time as a 15-year-old, your body's changing. You're going through all these different types of changes. It's a weird time in life anyway. You're trying to figure out who you are. Yeah, because you're starting to think, well, what am I going to do with my life? You know, you're going into your last year of school and all of a sudden you've lost one of the most significant people in your life. Like I say, that that's comes from his own pain. Now he's in that situation. Yeah. He needed help. Yeah. So yeah. and it wasn't there for him. And it's as simple as that. So that's like Man. that's the reality of what yeah. I was dealing with. Um I'm so sorry, man. No it, one should have to go through that. I know. No one it, should have to go through it's that. It's hard, shit. man. It's hard to go back there. So like you know, just like be kind to people, yeah. man. You know, there's such a lack of empathy with human beings. I think yeah. it's a joke, yeah. you know. And it's not like I want the sympathy. No. I'm saying this because I'm not the only person that's been through that. There will yeah. be other people. Absolutely, yeah. You know, and the more that I talk about it in a position of like where I'm at, you know, I have a, a, a relatively small audience. If people in higher places were doing this, yeah. that's when the real change is going to start to happen. We're getting there. We're I getting think, closer. Yeah, the conversation is starting to open up a little it bit. Is. But you're right. People who, people who can find the words and people who are maybe in a place where they can look at it. Because uh, at the time, I can't, I, I can't imagine how, like, like I was just saying to you, I'm only just about starting to get to grips with my own emotions uh, in my mid-30s. You're a teenager. Uh, yeah. like the, the, the idea that you would be able to, to figure out what to do next or, or what happens next, never mind keep re- releasing music or go back to school or... Um, but you did, and it, it seems like you you are utilizing your experiences now to help other people both through your music both through your work the way that you you know you operate on social media like it does seem like kindness and honesty and vulnerability um yeah because what matters to me is that i feel like if there was someone like me back then that i could talk to yeah i maybe wouldn't have struggled as much yeah so particularly with the young people that I work with, I always make a point of saying, I believe in you. Yeah. I know you can do it. And if I didn't believe in you, I won't be sat with you right now because yeah. I won't waste your time. I yeah. won't waste my time. But I believe in you. I know you can do this. Yeah. Somebody to say that to me back then, Man, that would so have potentially yeah. changed my life. I put my life on the line. No, it's time to make the dream work. I made it out of life, so I preach words. In the verses, I'm just searching for the answers. The right way, right path, never sidetracked. You can face your demons and you might panic. Life's tragic, accept it before your life vanishes. I'm blessed, I'm showing gratitude. Life is a bitch and it will take a stab at you. It will laugh at you when you're on your knees. And it will make you believe that you're weak, but you're not. You just need to believe in yourself. You can rise from the ashes like a phoenix. Follow what your dream is. I'm doing it, I know it's right. All these people like inspired to be alive. I could never take that for granted. That's a blessing that will never be abandoned. My life's like a movie. Can you tell us a bit about your work then? Um, yeah. Uh, you, you're a youth mentor, is that right? Yes, I'm a youth mentor at North Yorkshire Youth. And um, I work one-to-one with young people, primarily who are becoming known to the police, so low-level crime, yeah. antisocial behaviour stuff. But within that, there's a lot of uh, other challenges, particularly mental health, anxiety, um you know, 
bereavement yeah lots of different things and it's it's up to me to try to prevent them to stop going down that that downward spiral really um so the the asb is the the sort of symptoms but actually what you're saying is it's not antisocial behavior it's 100%. dealing with all this other stuff that they've got going on a hundred percent yeah um on top of that you've got things like you know um adhd and you know that young people struggling with things like that um they don't necessarily i always felt like this i never seemed to fit into the school box yeah yeah so it's like you sit at your desk and you look at the screen and you write the words down and i, I couldn't learn like that yeah as soon as you put me on a computer in front of a in front of a, a you know a door and i'm l- learning audio and i'm clicking mics in and yeah. making beats all makes sense then all of a sudden i'm like <laughs> yeah. oh yeah i get that yeah i can read it in a book all day long yeah. don't make any sense to me right so when I was doing my counselling training, that was real, like a real test for me. Yeah. Because I don't learn that way. But you had to force yourself to, because you believed that that was important. Yeah. Was this part of the youth mentoring then? The, the no, counseling? this was before that. Right. Um, so I took like a couple of years out just to train. Yeah. Because I wanted to also prove to myself that I could learn at a higher level. Yeah. Um, like in terms of like... Um, education wise from a book yes. even though it's uncomfortable yes yeah i feel like i could write a book man but yeah um, well i think you've got enough tough. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so so tell me what therapeutic counseling is then uh, you know what does it mean to you what do you um, how does it help with the clients so i trained in like i never actually passed to become a counselor i see but i learned to like um it was almost like a, an A-level I see, yeah, to help standard. with the work that you were yeah. going to do. Yeah, definitely. So um, it was primarily person-centred. Yeah. So I think that's why I use that method so much. Yeah. I think CBT, psychodynamic, all these different theories work in certain places. Yeah. But um, I don't actually like that CBT is tends to be the main form of funded therapy because I don't think it's a one-size-fits-all approach. No. Well, it, it doesn't, there's a percentage of people that it works for, but it Absolutely. won't work for everyone, will it? No. And I, I, I had some for my anxiety, and it's very straightforward, yeah. and it's very and some of it really kind of helped reframe, but it's not the answer. It's, no. it's, it's, a, it's a way to sort of change the behaviour a little bit and hope that that starts the ball rolling. Yes. But it, it doesn't help you understand yourself anymore or, or what's gone on anymore. No, it? it's, to, it's, to, it's to try to break a sort of cycle yeah. happening. Yeah. Whereas like, because in CBT, it's generally quite short as well. You yeah. maybe get eight to 12 sessions, something like that. Yeah. I mean, eight to 12 sessions with a young person. I mean, some of them, you're only just getting three words out of them. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think you can truly get to understand a person in eight to 10 weeks. No. It doesn't happen. So that's why I, I really like person-centered because it, it takes longer. Yeah. But you can make fundamental changes. And, and it's actually, what they need rather than yes. what the... the that yeah, the, what you're supposed to do, and this is how many sessions, and this exactly. is what we'll discuss. And but the government back CBT because it's in, been empirically tested to work. Yeah. Well, I was talking to a guy. I met a guy um, called Paul Galdez. Uh, he's a doctor, professor. I think um, mm. I should get that that right. I think he's a professor at um, York Uni who's working on something called BAM, B A L M, 
behavioral activation. Oh, I'm going to get this wrong too. I'll put it in the, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll put it properly in the description. But um, really fascinating guy who's, who's the funding has come from Movember, right. the charity, and they're funding this. It's an alternative to CBT, but rather than sort of reframing thought and cognition and speech, it's, it's, it's taking action. It's behavioral. It's, 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 you know, uh, setting goals to go and actually do something rather than talk or think about it. Yes. Um, and there and there's a lot of research going on about that now. So I think that the conversation is changing around. Because yeah, you're right. If if it's if you're talking about anxiety, depression, low mood, CBT, it's medication or CBT, isn't it? Yeah. Largely. Yeah. Um. So it's interesting that there's there is more on the horizon. I think. Absolutely, man. You know, the more research that can be done, the better for yeah. me. Seriously, because I think. The more methods we have, yeah, the better because it's not black and white. No. Actually, um, I was I was told that <clears throat> anybody can change, yeah, as long as two conditions are in place, and one of them is that, <clears throat> excuse me, one of them conditions is that the right support is in place, and the second condition is that they truly want to change. Yeah. So if those two conditions are met, they can anybody can become well. Yeah. They can change if it's negative behavior. They can change that. I, I do think morally, there's probably limits to that. Yeah. If I'm being honest. Yeah. But um, generally speaking, yeah, I think that anybody can become well and better, unless it's on a deeper rooted, um, you know, like a develop yeah problem within the brain or whatever. Yeah. I'm talking like generally. Yeah, yeah. For stuff like addiction. Yeah. Um anxiety depression yeah. stress all these kinds of things i think they can be addressed in a better way as opposed to medication yeah. particularly yeah it, play, it plays a part doesn't it it, it, yeah. it deals with a, a portion of what's going on yeah but again as with the cbt it doesn't actually address the root cause if there is one like you say there's going to be uh, mental health challenges that maybe don't have a root cause based in situ you know situations in person's life yeah but if they do then surely dealing with those situations in some form. Or I mean, it's worth saying I'm not trained in any of this, so this is just my own experience, as I, as I know it is yours. Yeah. But um, it feels like actually having somebody there to support and facilitate a safe space for you to actually look at what your behaviours are, look at the situation that happened, and actually process it. Yeah. Um, has got to be. Uh, a positive way to try and get through it definitely uncomfortable yes but yeah anything worth having is hard to yeah, attain yeah anything yeah so i think like it takes you have to first of all be self-aware yeah stop lying to yourself and kidding yourself yeah. but actually this is the reality of it and i think the problem starts when you're not able to do that yeah. so you need someone else to come in to actually help yeah. you identify that um and, and that's you... why you did the the therapeutic counselling, so that when you're working with these youths, you can sort of see some of that. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Because like I, certain certain situations, I can see a mile off. Yeah, I'm not an expert in no, anything, no. to be honest. But like, I just it's almost like an innate yeah. sense. You start to think, I've seen this before. Yeah, what can I do yes. to try to prevent this from happening? Yeah. Um, so I try my best. There's limits to what I can do. Yeah. Like, you know, what I, a privileged position though. What amazing work, like for you having been through what some of these kids oh, are going man. through, you know what they feel like. You're not telling them yeah. your 
experiencing it with them you know they can look up to you as someone who has actually kind of got better yeah um i mean that's that's a bold thing for me to say would you say you're better like if you you know out of 10 how are you now like where where are you at i'm like in a way better place man before i was like a minus yeah you know even yeah. liberation times yeah like a minus four or something like yeah, that man now i'd say i'm like an eight yeah man that's good you know there's there's times I wobble. Yeah. The thing that I suffer with the most, um, which is ongoing now, is it's more stress. Right. So it's not, um, it's not depression. Yeah. It's I, I do have anxiety as well. Yeah. But what I found with anxiety with me is like, so say I'm meeting a a person, a young person for the first time, right? Yeah. There's been negative situations that have happened in in the past, not just in this role, you know we're people we're human beings yeah, of course. you may not get on with someone and it yeah. doesn't go very well so like what i've started to do is like if i pull up to a school and i'm meeting a young person for the first time in school if i pull up to that school and get into the car park and sit there i'm giving my mind time to think about it yeah then i start stressing out yeah so what i do is i pull up i get park in the car parking space i get out of the car i walk straight to the reception desk yeah by that point, I'm signing in. You're on. You're, you're, they're giving me a lanyard. You're in then it. they're like, "Oh, Liam, you're in room such yeah, and yeah. such." And I'm so I've not given my mind the chance. Yeah. To go there. Yeah, yeah. Because that's that's how I have to deal with it. I have to almost act immediately. Yeah. And not think about it. I know exactly that feeling. Because yeah. For, for me, again, I feel lucky enough that my anxiety was situational. I think largely around the idea of becoming a parent, the stresses of reaching my mid thirties and thinking, "Am I even?" who am i am i just pretending to be this person am i what everybody else thinks i should be who is who who who's the guy who's going to make the decisions here in this mm. family uh so that sounds misogynistic i don't mean the boss i mean no i, know if, what I mean, mean if i'm doing everything on somebody else's terms because i think i'm supposed to i don't have any my own agency and i can't fucking parent like that yeah and i think that that suddenly sent me internally into my head and once you're up in there instead of present in the situation, you don't operate as you're supposed to. I was struggling with conversations with people that I've known for years. I was struggling to sort of like go to things and not just be sat up in my head thinking, I don't know what to say here. And that, once that happens, you, you're not you're not engaging in, in real life anymore. No. And that like, I guess for you, you've got to be present with those kids. You've got to be there in the room rather than up in your own head. Yeah, and that's that's a really powerful thing you've just said there, man. And it's very, very true. Um, I was taught this changed my life right when I was training I said to my counselling trainer like uh, my tutor I said because in counselling and in what I do and what you're doing as well yeah. like you hear so many stories and it's very hard not to take that on yourself yeah. because of the type of people we are yeah. right when you've got empathy towards people it's hard not to take things on so I said how how do I not take everybody else's problems on so that it affects me? Yeah. And she said, this blew me away, right? She said, Liam, it's not yours to take. Yeah. I was like, she yeah. said, you should be grateful that they've let you into that, that your, their life. Yeah. You should be grateful and thank them for that. But actually, as soon as they leave that door, you hand it back over to them. Yeah. It's theirs again. And yeah. that's, that's not, that's the right thing to do because yeah. we can only hold so much yeah so like when i leave here today yeah 
that's the same as what you need to do because yeah. it's like I've let you in yeah, yeah. to share my experience, but it's yeah. it's mine. Yeah. And I can't, it's not, this is why like, it's like, I don't want to burden people. You yeah. know, when you, people say that, I don't yeah. want to burden people. It's like, that's that's a mindset that needs to change on the person receiving that information. Yeah. Actually, like, you don't need to feel like that. No. Because and societally as well. You know, exactly. We, we can have difficult conversations and then be enjoyable. In, in, in some respects like you know i'm not saying this isn't heavy and i know you've said like you've been to some places today that you maybe you know that are still difficult for you yeah um and i, I can't tell you how much i appreciate that but equally it, you know it all it will do is help me get to know you better it'll enrich yeah. our relationship i feel like i know you i've listened to all your music and actually <laughs> having you in the same room and talking to you one-on-one it's it's um it's engaging and it, it and it and it overlaps with people's experiences. I don't know why people don't do it more. It's a beautiful thing, man. I think part of it is that they're petrified yeah. about how they're gonna be perceived. Yeah. I I'd, I have this constant battle about that particular thing actually. Yeah. Where like what people think of me actually does matter. Yeah. Into and it to to an extent that it shouldn't. Yeah. To be honest with you. Yeah. Because like there's certain situations I'm like, whatever, man, you know. But what matters to me is like, it's like legacy. Like, what are you going to be remembered for? Yeah. I don't want people to remember me as this guy who was drinking at shows all the time and just slagged everybody off and did all that. I don't want people to remember me like that. Like, that actually is important to me. That, you know, when my kids have grown up, they will, they'll go, actually, he wasn't a bad person. Yo. You know, and that matters to me, man. Yeah. I can never die because my legacy is set in stone. So when I pass, take that as if I said no. Been ahead of my time like the watch broke. My dreams are crashing down like the stock broke. And this is living hell to see. Everyone hates each other, no wonder there's no self-esteem. I'm growing over my entity, mowing over the soldiers the devil tried to send to me. In life I'm a seeker, alive from the seizure. Like Christ the Redeemer, I fight for a reason, eh? My hype has no ceiling Drowning in the bubble bath Disposal of my body in the bubble wrap Son of a drink afflicted father But my dad was the son of a drink afflicted father I was destined to write a suicide note Real talk, I read it No positive karma But it's so many years that I've been waiting I put in all the work and they still wanna hate it I feel like I've been waiting ages Gotta be patient Yeah So like I think it's about A part of it is about how people think it's gonna come across Yeah And this is like you know what you guys say Don't don't man up speak up Like you need to speak up But it must be with somebody It must be with the right kind of person And I think that's important to mention Yeah Because like if Particularly with, with young people They will they will say they'll hear that and they'll go, okay, I'm going to talk to my friend about it. Yeah, but they're not. They don't. If they don't receive that information well, and that person doesn't respond to that information yeah. well, that's going to shut that person down even more. That's a really, really valid point. So, like, it has to be somebody that you trust. Yeah, like, and that will be that will that you you feel safe with, yes. and that you can get it wrong with as well. Because I think if you haven't talked about it very much, yeah, um, you can find yourself saying it wrong 
once it's when it, when it's in here, it it's hard to get it out there in 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 an accurate way. Yeah, and so it's kind of useful to practice with people who you trust before yeah. you maybe have the big conversation with a family member or a best friend or you know, definitely, um, and also so that you can accept that if they're not in a place to accept it straight yeah. away and they struggle with it, like one of the things that people talk about around su- people who are suicidal is that they will often give give off hints they will often give off signs but that people are so they struggle so much with that topic there's so much stigma around it that they'll say things like tell me you're not going to do something silly or you know um or they'll turn it to something positive because they think they need to cheer them up rather than actually validate what they're going through yeah and it, it makes sense you can understand why people do it but it's not conducive to giving someone the space they need to actually get it out there is it definitely it's a um with topics like that, you have to be direct. Yeah. Like, I, if somebody discloses something to me, yeah, I have to be direct in understanding. So, are you talking about this? Yeah. Because I can't, I can't go based on an assumption. No. If I assume things, I can yeah. assume things all day long. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's not accurate enough. No. It, it's, it's not fair to, on them or no, you, is it? Really? It's not. So it's like, are you telling me? Yeah that this is what you are saying because yeah. people say things in different ways. Yeah. They allude to things. Of course they do. They're not direct because like you said, they're not, they're, they're trying yeah. to say it. I just can't go on. Do you mean exactly. you've had a rough day and you need, you want to get into bed or are you suicidal right now? Exactly. And, and how do I, how can I support you? Yes. Yeah. It's not a weakness to, to say it out loud. Um, no. But for, I think for men actually getting to that place and feeling like they can say it, you know, it's, it takes a lot. The whole premise of the speaking up thing, right, is like, <laughs> I've been saying this for years. Seriously. And you've been doing it. You and have I, been saying it. I have it. been doing it, but it's like, the problem we've got is that it's such a generational, old yeah. school mindset. Yeah. We're having to break that. Yeah. It's like racism. Yeah. It's like homophobia. Yeah. It's like, all this stuff is coming from a place where it's like, this has been like, heavily influenced and almost bred into yeah. the children that have grown up yeah. into now adults. Yeah. So they are misogynistic. They yeah. are racist. Yeah. They are all these things because that's what their parents, their parents were, were like yeah. and their grandparents were like and they can justify it like, oh, well, that's what it was like back then. Yeah. I'm sorry, we live in a different time. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't work here anymore. And we can <laughs> reframe it. We can we redefine can. it. We can change our own mind if we want. We but, can. But it does mean you have to talk about it. Just just because you've done something and yeah. you're my grandparent doesn't mean I have to do the same as you. No. We're two totally different people. Yeah. I'm not going to be who you are. No. Unless you're a good model of a human yeah. being, I'm going to inspire to be like you. Yeah. Other than that, man, I've been through the challenges I've been through. I know what's right and wrong. Like yeah. if I make a bad decision now, I'm the one to blame for it. I, yeah. I have to take accountability for that. It's, it's yeah, and there's a there's a lot of that that comes out in your music as well. Is that kind of it would be easy to be like I was 15. I went through the worst shit anyone could go through, and it wasn't my fault. And there was no one to support me. And then you blame everybody else. But yeah. like you say, some of it is about going that happened and actually i can i can change it for myself that's right um, which is which again is big because if you're suppressing stuff a lot then anger and blame and and guilt and shame and all that is what you're going to probably feel it's pure toxic yeah feelings man you don't need that and that yeah. comes back to the the social media stuff again i don't want to contribute to that negative vibe no i don't want to bring bring negative energy to anybody no. you know well, you I mean? don't man honestly like just you just 
you know, your stories will just be like, have a wonderful day. Like, you know, bless you. Yeah. I, I, I sense a little bit of um, faith there with some of the posts and stuff like yeah. that. I've, have you got faith and is that important to you and how much of that is in your music and stuff? It is important to me, yeah. I think, I, I don't know whether, which which exact religion you would call it. You yeah. know, it's not like I follow one, yeah, like Christianity yeah. or... Uh, Islam or I, I, it's kind of like I've studied lots of different religions actually yeah. so I, I think there's truth in um lots of different elements of those yeah. books I've read those books yeah um and studied them in detail because I pick everything apart yeah Do you know what I mean I can't just leave something alone it's like so that sounds interesting yeah. I'm gonna absolutely yeah. completely turn exactly. it inside out to understand exactly it. and I think a lot of the, like the Quran and the Bible, those things are about like um people take people take things on face value sometimes. Yeah. And I think it's not necessarily always the case. Yeah. Um but if you care enough to actually look into it. So the messages within those things are very powerful. Yeah. And I think they are ultimately a a, a guide of how to live. You yeah. know, how, and it gives me some sort of comfort because when when you feel like something really bad is going on. I read a quote once and it, it was actually on a t-shirt and it said, everybody prays in the end. And I just thought that was really powerful because wow, it's like yeah. when say you, you're losing the most important person in your life, that is out of your control. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, I, yeah. I couldn't change what happened on that day. Yeah. I couldn't have brought him back. No. So I you've got brought a, my dad a back. power. To... So, so the only thing you have left is to get down Wow, on yeah. your hands and knees yeah. and you better pray to something because yeah. that is the only thing in that moment that you have left yeah. and that's why i think i relate to those yeah the, the, that that faith side of it so much because yeah. from feeling like you you were on your own um and trying to manage things where do you turn yeah you don't know where to turn. No. You don't know who to call for advice. You know, I could call my mum. That's fantastic. And yeah. I'm so grateful for everything that my mum has done. Yeah. She's been like the glue that held us together. But, you know, as a as a male, you need other things. Yeah. You need those interactions. A connection. And Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think more and more people, uh, there is, a sp people are finding spirituality. Again, whatever word is yes. right for you. Um, I think since... You know, since finding a purpose with mentalness, since having a daughter, since kind of um, realizing the power of my own mind and the damage and good it can do. Yeah. Like I felt more and more. I'm a staunch atheist for my entire life. Right. But there's definitely more of a connection that I feel to other people and to the universe than yes. I've ever felt before. And so, you know, I think. Like you have not done anywhere near the sort of reading that you have, but I can sort of respect each person's right to f need that connection yeah. to something bigger than they are, um, yeah. whatever that looks like. And so, yeah, I, when I look at you, your socials, you are you're offsetting the 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 negativity that social media can bring because if it's not brilliant music, it's positive messages. I mean, I, I you put one out the other day. Um, if you're happy to talk about it, it's your call, obviously. Um, 
about the weight loss, the transition that you've been through from, I don't know how long ago it was exactly, but you posted two photographs and you posted yeah. a really, you know, incredible caption about um, your journey. Are you happy to share a bit about yeah, that? Yeah, definitely. So I lost, um, I was 22 stone two at my heaviest, yeah. right? That's 310 pounds, man. That's a lot of weight. I'm six foot two, but that's still a lot of weight. Yeah. You know, if I was shorter than that, I would have looked probably even worse. Do you know what I mean? It's just fortunate that I'm taller and I can carry more weight generally anyway but even I felt rough at that weight so that's kind of when I thought this is becoming a serious problem now and when was that um so I've done it twice to be honest I've lost a lot of weight twice I believe it was maybe three years ago something like that yeah and um up until this day, I've lost like 75 pounds, which is like five stone two or three or something like that. <laughs> that's an incredible achievement, man. That's, that's 33 kilos, that's man. That's mad. Put, and that's what I said in the post. Put 33 kilos yeah. in a backpack <laughs> and go for a walk. Yeah. Like, that is heavy, man. Yeah. So, like, um, the first time I did it, I did it through diet. It took me a year. Um, so, I was just eating healthy. Um, then I started to put weight back on. So, I did it again and I started running, long distance running. Uh, and I did, I lost the same amount of weight in like six months. So it cut down the amount of time it took by half. Yeah. Um, the problem with that long distance running, like I did my first half marathon. Um, That's amazing. Crazy man. achievement. Like, yeah. Cra- from never running ever in my life. <laughs> from being the guy at like, you know, sports day who just didn't want to yeah. do it at all. Hated it. Yeah. To running half a marathon, like, that is wild for me. And was this, were you just... <laughs> Do you just switch it on one day? Just like, right, I'm going to just start running and then I'm just going to push it until I can't push it no, anymore. No, it started with a couch to 5K, actually. Right, yeah. I started that. Me and my wife did it. Um, and then I just like, like everything in my life, I've got an addictive personality. Yeah. That's the <laughs> yeah. problem. So I went like, over, oh, like just going hard with it. You yeah. know, like... Um, Every... Once you start to see a change as well, it's quite oh, it's quite addictive, isn't it? Yeah, I was, it was losing weight every single day. Yeah. It was just unbelievable. Um, did you diet as well then yeah yeah so you just yes yeah, so I was dieting and running the problem with long distance running I found was that you're really prone to injuries yeah. so I was getting like um, I had really bad knees at one point um, like I'd, I'd taught, I'd, I had really bad ligament damage in both knees because I was running at like 21 stone and do you think this was because you were running too far all at once yes. you're just like I, I can do it so I'm just going to do it it regardless. was pure, pure psychological yeah. I was like I'm not going to be defeated by this yeah. so it's the first time I did a 10k I did a fi- I'd never really done a 5k <laughs> so I did a 5k went home and then came back and did another 5k and at the end of that 5k it felt like there was broken glass inside my knees and for about three weeks I could barely move oh, I couldn't no. walk up the stairs oh, no. but that's how strong man yeah. mindset was it's like i'm not going to be beaten by it yeah. my body will always give up before my mind will yeah so you um, made a decision and you you followed that was it through it. So i'm stubborn yeah and so what <laughs> what about now that's a five over five stone yeah. is it is it is an incredible achievement yeah a half marathon is an incredible achievement what's that yeah. 13 miles 13.1 <laughs> miles yeah and i ran i ran the york uh, 10k as well raise money for york mines so. yeah i did the 10k that was my yeah. first ever um sort of 
public run, yeah, you know, me too. proper run. Yeah. And there's something lovely about running with people at the sidelines. Oh, man. It's a it really awesome. nice event, wasn't it? It was amazing. Through, through the city and stuff. It felt really yeah. good, that. And they said to me, there was like, oh, it's a really flat surface. And I started running. I was like, this isn't a flat <laughs> surface at all. I was like, going through York, it's like up and it's like a bowl, isn't it? Yeah, but no, it was awesome, man. Yeah. Awesome. Loved it. And now... um now I do kickboxing, so... Yes, yeah, so this is quite a recent thing, is it? Yeah, so I've been training for about... It's, not, it's, not, it's almost six months. Not right. a long time at all. Yeah, yeah. The problem I got was um, when I was long distance running, I, I got to this weight that I'm at now, which is like 230 pounds, but I looked really like emaciated. I right. looked like a skeleton because I was doing no strength training And you were whatsoever. dieting as well, so you were just... Yeah, yeah. it was just like, I, you start to look like a marathon runner. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. No disrespect, but yeah. like, just like really thin. Yeah. Um, and that's the same way I am now. It's weird, you know, how your body like changes depending on what you're, what you're actually it doing. Through, yeah. yeah. So now I do like strength training as well. Obviously, I'm slinging head kicks all over yeah, the place. Yeah. I'm sparring. I've just started sparring. Um, so you're burning the calories, but you're doing it. You're building muscle and stuff yes. at the same time. It's strength. like you're doing it simultaneously yeah. almost. It's crazy. Yeah, we've had a few people on who've who kickboxing for them. Well, just martial arts generally yeah. has been like a big game changer, both for physicality but also mindset as well. Um, so have you have you found that it's helping you, you know, mentally as well? It definitely does those things. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. I think um, it's like, it's another release. Yeah. Like music is a release for me. Yeah. This is just another release. Yeah. But actually, you're learning new skills. It's like music as well, because there's always something new to learn. Yeah. You know, just by pivoting your foot that slight bit more, you will get more talk. This, on. this is tweaking you, the drum yes. slightly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. like you're making minor macro adjustments that make a huge difference it's like mixing and mastering you know it's like once you know what you're doing and why something happens a certain way why you have to twist that way yeah it changes and you're like whoa and then people are saying didn't know your hook was that hard <laughs> i'm like okay okay yeah, that's working then yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah. working that's cool man um, <laughs> amazing thank you um so a few little questions if that's all right um what I was going to ask you is, yeah, how what has been your most important moment in your musical journey so far, would you say? Um, I would probably say being at uh, Abbey Road, to yeah. be honest, going into Abbey Road Studios, like you're rubbing shoulders with giants there, <laughs> yeah. man. It's, you walk in there and you, I felt like it was like some sort of, it's just like the vibe you got. It was like you was a, around greatness. You could sense the history in there. Yes, yeah. definitely. Walking over that. And is there like... Crossing. Oh, Batman. Oh, man. And then <laughs> that's not... You're not even going in at that point. Yeah. You're just walking down in the, the street, bro. Yeah. Like, you get in there, man, and it's like... It's just unbelievable. Like, you can feel the greatness in there. Yeah. And that experience taught me that, actually. Because I met um, loads of famous people from that. There was like... Um, Zane Lowe was there and... Newton Faulkner was there and there was loads of people there, yeah. loads of rappers. Recording and stuff, and stuff at the time. Or... No, so it was like a masterclass that the oh, BBC did. Yeah. Um so it was like um you met industry professionals basically I remember and they them sort of taught doing you. these, yeah. Yeah. This is twenty twelve. Yeah. Wow. Ten yeah. years ago. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> so um yeah, but that taught me that they are just people. Because yeah. I think we put people on a pedestal, like yeah. on TV or radio or whatever. They're just the same as me and you. Yeah. Um, 
So like that's what it taught me. Actually, I can I can do this then yeah. because they're just like me. Yeah, they eat I just don't... like I do. They go to sleep like I do. They yeah, they're breathing. They're not superhuman. They've probably yeah. had some luck or the right person at the right time. The right yes. you know. There's a lot. Of, it sounds like there's a lot of that in the music industry. Um, you know, kind of regardless of how good you are, you also need quite a lot of other things to go your way to get the exposure you need. It's right? a big topic, that man, to yeah. be honest. But like the music industry isn't what, isn't all what it seems to be yeah. uh, presented as. It's not all lights and uh, money and particularly yeah. in rap. Yeah, There's such a stereotype on rap that it's all about cars and women and jewellery yeah. and all that. Don't get me wrong, I like jewellery yeah. and I, you yeah. know, I, but like I'm not driven by those things. I think historically that's what people would talk about quite yes. a lot in their music, wouldn't they? That kind of um, representing, yeah, before actually achieving was yeah. quite a big thing in exactly. That scene. It's almost like a fake it before you yeah. make it thing, and I get that to a certain extent. But like, it's quite a dark industry. If I'm being honest, man, yeah. it's like you basically become a product. So you're you're like a can of coke on the shelf almost, you know. It looks wrapped up really nicely. Look at the packaging. The label's yeah. nice, isn't it? It's nice and cold when you touch it, and this is how it's presented in the shop. That's how you what what happens. I suppose that's all well and good if you're pretending to be something, or you've you know you've you're not putting your entire self into your music. Yeah. But if you are, I can imagine that's you don't ever you would not want to become that when. Everything is on the line. Your no. entire person is on at stake. You no, know? exactly. And it's not like it was back in the day when the Beatles were dropping no. that music. It's that that time period there was based totally on skill. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, because they they were so talented. Now, anybody can do it. Anybody yeah. can do all those things. They can release music themselves. Yeah, they can go viral. You know, there's there's loads of different ways of doing it. Yeah. Um, I don't believe in the viral thing. By the way, I don't think it's Again, I don't think it's consistent enough. It's, it's sustainable. If you it's go not, viral, yeah. it doesn't necessarily mean that you'll stay no, important. That's right. Yeah. But like, I just feel like it's a bit of a it's a bit of a sketchy industry, man. Yeah. Because like, if you if you get signed to a major label, it's like right, if they offer you a hundred k, say, to do five albums or whatever, that gives you a good indication as to how much money they think that they can make out of you. Yeah. Because if you take that hundred k, yeah, you have to give all that money back. Yeah, you aren't seeing no royalties. No, a lot of people get caught up in really bad deals. Yeah, so that they don't ever own the masters. Um, They're signing away their content, and I guess as well, they're owing quite a bit of money. Absolutely, You're starting from a long way behind the start line, yeah. sort of thing. In the hope that they recuperate that money, so that they can go gold or platinum and that some people aren't even making any money off that wow so they've signed it away for the only bonus out of that is you've signed all that away for um recognition and exposure presumably exposure well. yeah exactly you've got more of an opportunity if someone will let you in and exactly. promote you a bit but what if but what if in that deal you made can't touch this yeah then yeah. that then that song yeah you're never going to earn it you'll yeah. you'll never earn anything ever again yeah this happened with juice world and that um song he put out he sampled the the police song or something oh, like yeah. that i can't remember exactly what song it was now that lucid dreams track oh yeah i know what you mean yeah didn't earn a penny from it wow what because it was using yeah. someone else's yeah music. yeah exactly yeah. so that's slightly different but but still it someone still, made some serious yeah money off it. <laughs> absolutely that was a huge song yeah um so yeah man it's not all what and then you sort of got a fight 
if you get a hit record yeah. under that, it's more than likely to own it. So yeah. I would say like if you're in a position to get offered a record deal, you don't need a record deal. Yeah. Rely on the quality. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, if, if if you're being offered a record deal, they know they can make money out of you. Yeah. So you've already built that fan base. You've already established it. Yeah. So their work is their job is dead easy at that point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's is that why you have enemy lines um then? Is that yeah. easy so you can put out your own music, your your own label sort of thing? Yeah, definitely. Because I think you can do it independently. Yeah. And and to be honest, would I sign a major deal? I don't know. Maybe I would. It'd be hard to turn down some Absolutely. of them zeros, wouldn't it? But I certainly um, wouldn't take a massive advance. No. I would take the, the, the smallest advance possible. Yeah. Um, that's a tip if anybody's interested. Yeah. And it goes into that situation. Yeah. Don't take what they're offering you. No. Um, have you got any tips for if people want to create art from their experiences and, you know, struggles? Um do you, have you got any words of advice aside from don't take the uh, <laughs> the deal? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think just go for it, man. Yeah. It, it like like I said, the art form isn't what's important. It's about what works for you. Um, I would love to just be able to <clears throat> give everybody the golden key and say this is how you do it. You know, yeah, it's not like that. So first of all, trying things. Try things. Yeah. You know, some people have said to me in the past, I don't have any hobbies. I'm like, how do you not have a hobby? <laughs> like, go try stuff yeah. out. You know, like, it doesn't necessarily have to cost money. No. You know, or research things. How how do I make a a pop beat? Yeah. Go on YouTube. Yeah. That's all free information. Yeah. A lot of the stuff on YouTube is amazing. It like, is. I've yeah. spent years on YouTube looking at... Free. To, yeah courses exactly stuff. yeah stuff like that when the internet's utilized in that way amazing yeah um but yeah just try things out it might not even be a creative thing it might be you express yourself through i don't know putting flooring down yeah it could be anything yeah yeah you know but that to you doing that job is it, it makes all the difference to you yeah it, well in coaching they call it the flow flow you know where you you're challenged and your abilities match your challenge and you, you're in that zone. And actually, it doesn't necessarily have to be, yeah, something, a sport or something like that. It can be anything. If you yeah. if you get a challenge and you can be good at something and it's for you, then it kind of, um, it helps sort of give you a purpose and make your life feel richer. Yeah, definitely. And that's so important. A focus everybody has to have. Yeah. If you don't have a focus, you're just floating around in thin air yeah. with no aim and no objective and no yeah. no direction that you're going. I can't live my life like that. Yeah. They, like my wife said to me, like you move from one thing to the next so quickly. I'm like, yeah, because I, I've got so many you're trying ideas. Stuff, yeah, yeah. It's like I can't. The problem I've got is that there's not enough time in a lifetime yeah. to do all the things that I want to do. Yeah, yeah. So going from a, a space where it was like I don't want to be alive anymore. To now being like, there's not enough time. Yeah, yeah. Look that's amazing. That that's just proves that you can do yeah, it. Yeah, that's but, incredible, man. But the focus has to be there. Yeah. You have to be driven by something. Yeah. So, yeah, man, the focus is really important, particularly out of work and school and yeah. outside of those commitments. Yeah, because it's it, the dream would be to find a job where that's possible yeah. at the same time. But very few actually find that. So, and and it's easy to be so consumed by your work that you don't leave space. Yeah. And I remember when I was, knew we were going to be parents, being like, I can't 
just be a parent. Like she is everything to me uh, and to Anna. But equally, we know that we have to remain interesting. We have to still do. We, we you know, we don't want to just be parents. We want to be still be Sam and Anna sometimes. Hundred percent. That's so important just for a relationship anyway. Yeah. You know, you, you can't just be the parent. Yeah. You're still human beings yourself. Yeah. Yes, yeah. things in your life have to slow down. Yeah. And maybe even go on hold. Yeah. But you still have to make time for each other and yeah. that. Otherwise, it, it, it you're going into some bad times yeah. because you're not making the necessary time to strengthen. Yeah, you're not pro. It's not progress. It's and it's, yeah. it, it can get stagnant and yeah, yes. you know, and it's it's yeah, one of the most stressful times we've been through and and most rewarding. But equally, having that stuff for yourself, you know. I'm guessing for you, it's like studio time, get in there and, ha- you know, seal yourself off from the world and oh, go well, start tweaking those drums. You spend quite a lot of time in there, do you? I don't know how I do it. <laughs> I actually don't know how I fit everything Yeah, in. you've got a job, you've got a family. It's unbelievable, man, because I like almost have to, I do have to dedicate that time to it. Yeah. But I have to make the most of the time doing it as well. Yeah. So if I say I've got like four hours in a studio, I have to have five songs written. And know exactly where those things are going to go. So I can just go in there and just record it. Yeah. And then move to the next one, move to the next one. Um, so are you writing all the time? Or do you go into the, the studio and sit and write while no. you're in there? Right, no, so no. you what, phone out notes in your phone and stuff. It's very rare I go to the studio and write. Yeah. I'm writing everywhere else. Right, yeah, yeah. In my daily life, I'll think of a word scheme. Words yeah. come to my head all the time. Yeah. And how, how can I change the flow of this? Like... You know, I get obsessed with it, man. Yeah. It's like you're really trying to analyse it and pick it apart. Um, I've got like, there must be over like 600 notes in my phone. What? Just of ideas, lyrics. Yeah, yeah. Duh, duh, duh. There's like 800 songs on my hard drive that I've never released. <laughs> oh, Honestly. I swear down. 800 songs? Yeah. What? Yeah, I That's swear down. Man. How do you decide when one's, you know, what, what do you, is it just like you, you'll have a go and go, mm, no, but I'll save it? <laughs> or how do you decide which ones make it and which ones don't? And... It's really hard. Yeah. Because I I am a perfectionist. Right. I don't like to put something out that I think oh, I'm not sure about that. Yeah. Because that's like almost a sign to me where it's like, no, nah, it's not going to go out that one. Right. But then there are some amazing songs that I've made that I've not put out. Some of them are like half done. Some yeah. of them are like maybe just a chorus. Right. But like there's so much there. Um, so you've, you've got like a folder that's like one day... <laughs> Well, it's like finished, but not quite good enough. It's like, not that. It's no, not. it's not like all set up like that, man. It's just like song, 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 song. And I've got the nightmare of trying to find Figure what's a full song. Oh, man. <laughs> and, uh, you, and then like, when I'm mixing and mastering, I'll have like, whatever the title is, mix one. And then I'll listen to it for a few days. And I'm like, so then I've got mix two and mix three. Yeah. And I'm like, master one. Final master, absolute final master. Yeah. I know like, I said it was a final master, but this one really is. Yeah. So I'm like, which is the final master? <laughs> Amazing. That's cool, man. Um, what are you listening to at the moment? What What's on your playlist? Oh, man. What's on my playlist? All sorts. Uh, I, I listen to some drill music. Um, I don't like a lot of the drill music, though, because it's the, the actual lyrical content is not, doesn't, I don't like it. Yeah. It's very aggressive. Yeah. Talking about things that I would never talk about. So you like the style, but yeah. not necessarily the content. It's more the production, to yeah. be honest, that gets me excited. Um, and then I've got stuff like, uh, I've got like 50 Cent on there. I've got Johnny Cash on there. I've got uh, Linkin Park on there. Yeah. 
you know, Metallica. So still um, you're keep keeping it old school with some Yeah, I listen to yeah. all sorts. Yeah, yeah. All sorts of stuff. Cool, because man. um I just think it's I don't like I get bored of stuff yeah, quite yeah. quickly. Yeah, you know? yeah. I like a lot of dancehall music as well. So oh, it's, yeah? It's very varied, yeah. You've not made any dancehall yet, though. No. <laughs> I'm waiting for the right artists yeah. to collab with on Sweet. that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool. That's cool. Um, so... We talk about what's next for you, if that's cool, because um, yeah. we've got a new tune coming out we mentioned already, All Hands On Deck. When's that? So that drops on the 2nd of December. We're shooting a music video for that, so that'll all definitely be out by the time this is out. Oh, that's exciting, man. What's, tell me about the music video then. Where's oh, where's, that, where's that going to be shot and who's in it? and what's... The music video is literally a pull-up-and-shoot job, oh, yeah? to be honest. It's going to cause um, <laughs> quite a lot of attention, I believe. <laughs> Not far from this location we're at right now, I'll say no more. Yeah, all hands on deck, mad I go here, put a bang on chest. Stand to attention, learn your lesson, match on left, right, left. Hit him with a left, right, left. Got trolls not talking the fur on your head, can't hear words on the net. Too real, I'm blessed in the flesh. All hands on deck, mad I go here, put a bang on chest. Stand to attention, learn your lesson, match on left, right, left. Hit him with a left, right, left. Got trolls not talking the fur on your head, can't hear words on the net. Too real, I'm blessed in the flesh. This here life starts at 30. Tell me how I get so sturdy. Shell off the scene from early, and I hit the hole in one, no birdie. North side, know that I'm certain. West side, know that I'm worthy. It's been a hell of a journey, gonna make them all drop to the floor like a burpee. Crown me king, crawl back to the hole, they found him in Everybody asking where the album is, don't worry about that man, I'm actually sick Put man back in the lift with the garbage that man actually bring Twist up your head like I'm crazy, switch up the west like I'm him Too, too lit, all they ever want is new music Pulling out pins on a voodoo tip, I'm nice, I'm fresh And I got cash, I don't need that <laughs> Are you mad? I got a house and a car, that's that And my kids got more than I had And I know that I don't have a dad who cares, who cares, I'm aware I don't need to hustle on the stairs And I know that I don't have hair Thank you for stating the old figure Speaking ill of the king is preposterous Are all on my ones, not lots of us Yeah, and I spit so much heat Struck my esophagus Yeah, all hands on deck Mad I go here, put a bang on chest Stand to attention, learn your lesson Match on left, right, left um, But yeah, it's, it's going to be awesome, man I don't like to plan things like that yeah. I think unless there's an actual real concept behind it Um I'm just pulling then go and make shooting. some. Yeah, that sounds amazing, mate. I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing it. 4K slow mo, proper production. Min- <laughs> is, is, is Kev doing it? Who's shooting it? Yeah, Kev's yeah. gonna shoot it. Amazing. Um, got quite a few people coming down. Hopefully. Well, yeah. fingers crossed for you, man. That's exciting. Cheers, man. Um, and new album, new yeah. full album. Yeah, full album. Yeah. <laughs> When's that gonna come? In? I'm looking at February, um, because we're we're trying to uh, get a show booked in for February as well amazing. in New York. So to sort of align with it, um, but it's sort of in the process at the moment. That's the exciting. album's not totally finished, but um, is that not pressure then? Being like, right, I've set myself February. Yeah. If you book a show, but I haven't finished the album, how do you know? How do you decide when it's like, right, that's done? Sometimes the pressure's good. Though. <laughs> is it right? Yeah. It gives you a, pressure's a necessary target. sometimes. I yeah. think. Because yeah, it pushes you to go to the girl. Yeah. Otherwise, again, it's like there's no focus. Yeah. When's it finished? So you're like, oh well, I could maybe do it then. Or yeah. I could maybe do it. It's like no, you've got to do Set it. Set the date. It's I mandatory, like and you have to get up and get it done. So that's it. And you got to remember, man, it's really just me doing all these yeah. things. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't have a team of producers and no. engineers, like, doing the whole thing. Yeah. So it is time consuming. 
Um, but it's going to be worth it, man. Yeah, man. Good stuff. I'm so excited, mate. And I'm glad to hear there's going to be some shows off the back of it too. Yes. Um, so for people who want to connect with your music, obviously we've talked Spotify. Um, I found loads more stuff on Bandcamp, so that's critical.bandcamp.com, yeah? That's right, yeah. Um, and you can... You can um, most of the music is on there but also you can um donate you can pay as you feel on there which is yeah. amazing um so please do go along and uh and show critical your support please look out for the new album you're also active on soundcloud yeah so there's nearly it's over three quarters of a million players on soundcloud now <laughs> Um, so you're nearly awesome. at that million. You're nearly, nearly at a million, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to do uh, a special dance on social media when I get yeah, to a million. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, across all the tunes, that's it's, it's yeah. nearly there. It's a shame you can't uh, monetize that platform. Yeah. Then. Well, the, the the goal now, what you're going to see from now until next, like throughout next year, is that those people are going to start to move over to Spotify. Right. Um. So. My goal is to get more people listening on Spotify because it's just more accessible yeah, for people. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Yeah. There's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. Like I said, SoundCloud, I set that up in, in 2009. Yeah. So that's just been the place I've just uploaded all of my music, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, just um, Instagram. I'm most active on Instagram, to be yeah. honest, in terms of socials. Yeah. Uh, I've got a Facebook page as well. That's... That's it, man. Yes, man. Thank you. Um, we're, we're making a playlist, so we've got a couple of tunes of yours to add right. to our For The Record. Um, so we've got Happy Song. Can you tell us a little bit about this? You've got Mika, We Are oh, Golden. Yeah. yeah, man, that's a really it's random a one. Really happy song, though. Very, very happy. It is, and I feel like <laughs> Mika is just like, doesn't care at all. Yeah. And I love that about him. Yeah. Like, he's absolutely okay. Well, it seems like it to me. Maybe he's, he's not. He's super and really proud about it. Yeah. It's quite liberating, isn't it? It is. And if it, if that's actually... It doesn't matter what... To me, like, if that... I don't think that's a show that he's no. putting on there. I think he's actually like that. Yeah. And that's just amazing. Yeah. I, I inspire to be like that. Yeah, yeah. Totally I'm, you. Yeah, just like... He's okay with who he is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And no worries about it he'll jump around on that music video in his pants man, <laughs> and just having the time of his life is this and the I'm next like, music video yeah <laughs> i'm just like no not me man no definitely not but i just love his energy I think. yeah 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 and that songs are really yeah it's got a really nice message as well hasn't it so yeah, yeah. that's perfect man thank you and then sad song we've got burner boy pre-me yeah that's just like a what he's saying in it is like people that used to love him sort of turned on him yeah it's quite dark yeah yeah um but i related to some of what he was saying yeah and i just think he's an amazing artist like that that song i saw a version of it live every single person had the lights on their phone it was a huge huge like stadium or something yeah and everybody's singing it man that was powerful yeah, yeah. so that's why i got people to do it at my last gig oh yeah when i sang loving yeah this um, is at the full for arms yeah yeah, yeah that, that looks everybody so good. got their phones out and it was awesome so yeah yeah man amazing amazing um thank you and thanks for your time today and coming here and for the music and just for your you know honesty and just uh, genuinely man this has been a super treat for me i hope we can do this again sometime definitely and, um, man if there's anything that we can share like i say we're, we're we're here for it man so keep us posted on your on your progress and thank you again i will do thank you very much man until next time brother peace peace ah.
I don't want to hear man say bank. I've been going off on one like a canyon rent. You the small fish in a tank with the piranhas in. Sipping from a glass, you don't know the half of it. Beast mode, no cheat code. Freeze flow when I rap, no the beat froze. We know, I said we know, they already know. I'm as Yorkshire as it gets. Sipping Yorkshire tea in the mortuary. And that shit better be hot, no four degrees. No me, kid vibes, night rider. Sipping tea, y'all fine bone China. Passed down for one banana hat. Rain paws, no protection from the anorak. Pain in my energy, I channel that. Called hot, hot, headed like Marowak. Cause I'm bodying the beat, and my flow, you can borrow that, rubbing it for free. Pen game strong, not a wrist stick. I'm a piss tick, bow me, that's a mystic. Hyperventilating through your ribcage. Insane, not right, in a big way. I've been in the grave more time, now I'm back, now I'm back, and I'm sorry that I went away. My year, my year, this is my year. No longer, no longer will I cry tears. I'm sorry that I left in a mess, now I'm back, now I'm back, and forever I'll be right here. My year, my year, this is my year. No longer, no longer will I cry tears. I'm sorry that I left in a mess, now I'm back, now I'm back, and forever I'll be right here. Couple things I had to set straight. My worst days have been some of your best days. The next stage is just going in forevermore. I'm the future champ like Houston and Bellator. I just want a house in the hills. I don't want to take a shower in the fountain of guilt. Think I step within an ounce of my skill. I'm the count when I kill. Now the death toll rises. I'm untouchable when stepping in them ciphers. Penny for your thoughts on that coronavirus. I'm not on it. I'm not full of scare tactics. One punch on Boris watching backflip. Look, a politician good at gymnastics. Zangief, I've been nice with a back fist. There's another body, let me catch it. On the beat, I've been snapping like a matchstick. Because I've been on it. I've been on it since a drop and a chronic. I live in solid. Every time I'm dropping knowledge, people up in the college, I grab a beat and I'm on it. Mr. Wong, not on a long this is diabolic, I abolish. I got the Midas touch, I see gold in the records that I have done. I'm better than ever before, I carry the weight of the world no more. Real talk, my year, my year, this is my year. No longer, no longer will I cry tears. I'm sorry that I left in a mess, now I'm back, now I'm back, and forever I'll be right here. My year, my year, this is my year. No longer, no longer will I cry tears. I'm sorry that I left in a mess, now I'm back, now I'm back, and forever I'll be right here. Frostbit floors, I'm making water solidify, heating every back. From my opening soliloquy, I mean soliloquy. Powerful delivery, the blast radius, I blow your whole squad to smithereens. Four stone less with a shaved end. Four patterns on that brand new wavelength. Aim for the head, I just aim for the apex. No indirect, I don't have time to make friends. I'm rolling up the one that blocked the G, but it's not stopping me. I got rights in a policy. Yeah, and when I seize the day, every day's a celebration, it's a piece of cake. No snakes in a way like Theresa May. Every time I hear a verse, I'm hearing fecal spray. That's right. And you hope for better man, I wish for worse. If I pull up in a suit, I'm looking Mr. Burns. 12 years work, man, arrest should know. Every time I deliver, this shit is pest control. Real talk on the mic, yeah, I set it straight. Every time I war, I'm causing man to hyperventilate. Call me Dr. Critz, that's my professor name. Rappers too busy pouring syrup in their lemonade. Dropping music, you will hardly peak. I'ma offset the culture, no Cardi B. My year, my year, this is my year. No longer, no longer will I cry tears. I'm sorry that I left in a mess. Now I'm back, now I'm back. I'm forever, I'll be right here. My year, my year, this is my year. No longer, no longer will I cry tears. I'm sorry that I left in a mess. Now I'm back, now I'm back. And forever, I'll be right here.